All right, guys, welcome back to the Block Hash Podcast, episode 254. Today we have uh, the CEO and CMO for CryptoMon. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? All good. All good. Happy to be here and thank you very much for hosting us. Absolutely. Happy to be Absolutely. Here. It's a pleasure. Um, guys, tell me a bit more about yourselves. Maybe you can go uh, one at a time. Uh, t- tell me a bit more and tell the audience a bit more about your guys' background. How did you get into the space? How did you get into uh, crypto, blockchain, Web3, NFTs, and uh, to where you guys are now with CryptoMon? Tomer, would you like to start? I see you on yeah, the live. I, I thought about giving you the honors to, to start, but uh, yeah, you want me to go first? Your story is more interesting than mine. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, my name is Tomer uh, Warshaw Arnui. I'm CMO of Cryptomon. Uh, got into crypto uh, around uh, 2016 for the first time um, as, as a very speculative uh, hold that I had back in the day. Heard about it from friends from the industry. I myself uh, a digital marketeer for the last uh, almost uh, 20 years. Uh, actually, I was one of the first uh, investors in CryptoMon. I met uh, Umberto and the team through uh, a mutual friend of ours called uh, Nimrod May. He's an advisor for the company. Uh, fell in love with the project and the product, being myself uh, an investor, a trader, and a Pokemon Go player, and generally a gamer. Generally a gamer. Um, and that's it. They needed a CMO. I needed an adventure, and uh, Umberto was uh, kind enough to uh, get me on board. That's it. Umberto. Well, then, um, from my end, I'm Umberto. I'm the CEO and the founder of uh, Cryptomon. Being into the crypto space since the 2011, uh, when I bought the first Bitcoin at three dollar. Uh, before people ask, no, I haven't become millionaire because I spent all those Bitcoin in weed. That was the reason why I joined. <laughs> I discovered Bitcoin back in the days. Uh, but let's say that this actually allowed me to see, you know, the entire crypto space evolving because when I joined in 2011, there were no either any exchange. You know, what we currently we say the crypto is still a niche. Well, back in the days was not even considering a niche. It was a niche of a niche of a niche. Um, so in 2017, I've met CryptoKitties. Uh, so the first, let's say, NFT project, uh, NFT gaming project, and uh, that has a huge success. And I've been, let's say, flabbergasted, not actually from the project itself, from the gameplay, because there's no gameplay as a gamer, uh, but more by the philosophical concept behind, you know, the fact that you have a digital creature with its own unique DNA, and by the fact that it's connected with the NFT, it kind of make it real, some sort, you know, it's kind of a, a real digital pet, so to say. Uh, so that is something that, you know, flabbergasted me, stood me up. And... Uh, and then, yes, uh, last year, everybody was speaking about uh, NFTs. And uh, I went back to looking at CryptoKitties, what we were doing. And I saw that they were still like the same project or company or product uh, that I saw four years ago. And uh, and then I asked myself, uh, okay, what if we're going to take CryptoKitties and we're going to actually add real gaming mechanics, uh, like Pokemon battle mechanics together with the Tamagotchi uh, caring mechanics? And uh, that's it. The reason why I started CryptoMon is because I'm a gamer. Uh, I'm a very big Pokemon fan. 
um, and uh, previous previous than Cryptomon, I've, I've launched several other uh, startups in the tech space, a fintech, e-commerce, not into the crypto space. And in the last two years, actually, I worked as a venture builder, uh, creating new venture and new businesses uh, from scratch for uh, the biggest uh, FMCG corporates in the world, such as Nestle, Heineken, Coca-Cola, and uh, and so on. But yeah, this is kind of uh, us and uh, a little bit why Cryptomon was born in a long story short way. Awesome. I'm a huge Pokemon fan as well. So I, I love seeing stuff like this. It, it is kind of a cross between Tamagotchi, Pokemon, um, and, and a few other things, CryptoKitties as well. Um, would love to understand a bit more about how it works and you know what the functionality looks like behind Cryptomon. Uh, give me a bit more detail about what the project over is, uh, overall is, and then how it functions. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's quite easy. I mean, as of today, as I said, every Cryptomon is a creature. They have a 38 genes unique DNA. Uh, every single parameter in the DNA doesn't only imply and uh, modify the looks of those Cryptomon because they are procedurally generated, but they actually have an impact on the gameplay itself. For example, um, there is a parameter which is uh, hungerness, which means that if you have very high there, you will need to feed your Cryptomon kind of like once every, I don't know, couple of hours. If you have a very low, you can feed him like once every two or three days. And uh, at the end of the day, the combination of the Pokemon and Tamagotchi mechanics is kind of a perfect uh, kind of a perfect match because uh, it allows players to really need to take care of their Cryptomon. So what is like now is uh, Tamagotchi. So they have their Cryptomon, they can see their Cryptomon and they can interact with them. So just drag in and drop food when they need or train them and so on. Uh, and by the end of the, actually at the end of this month, we will release the first battle mechanics, which is, of course, we will resemble a lot uh, the Pokemon battle style. Even though it's going to be more complicated, it's going to be more like a chess play. So you really need to, let's say, uh, put your heads on it. Um, because then at the end of the year, by the end of the year, we will release finally the, the, the PvP. Uh, which is going to be for us the most interesting part because at the end of the day, it's going to be like a poker stars tournament like. So where player can participate in daily tournaments where they can, you know, buy in their own uh, ticket entry, all the prize pool, all the entry will create a prize pool and the winner will get uh, the prize pool. And this is will complete uh, phase one of the Cryptomon company and the Cryptomon product, which means, you know, validating and releasing the first batch of big mechanics, uh, which everything is going to be in 2D. And by the end, also the month, we're gonna release the first mobile version of Android. While instead next year, uh, we will start swapping to the 3D uh, world. And to give you a reference, take when once of any, you know, uh, latest Pokemon game. If you take, if you look at Pokemon Legend of Arceus, you know, that can give you a kind of an idea of the games that we're building um which will have of course all the mechanics like in pokemon where you can go around you can craft you can have your own house and, and stuff like that but well connected of course also with uh, with the fact that we're using nfts and uh cryptocurrencies internally is the 3d world aspect um a metaverse type play because you're mentioning being able to walk around and interact and have like the full experience yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it the metaverse kind of play because it's a normal 3D MMORPG mm -hmm. game. Uh, you know, everybody now speaks about metaverse like it's a new thing. But if you man, you're a gamer, which I understood, 
I think you've played, you know, online games since, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And I mean, play Minecraft online. Uh, would you call Minecraft a metaverse? Uh, people wouldn't call him a metaverse. But if you look the gameplay, it's the exact 3D world expanded where you have your own house, you meet with other people, you have a job and stuff. So yeah, that is going to be a uh, 3D MMO uh, RPG game. How do you buy one or how do you get a Cryptomon right now? Well, to, to buy a Cryptomon, uh, there are, you can go to the marketplace. We have our own marketplace where you can find, you know, all the Cryptom that are, uh, that are on sale or even you can find the Cryptom that you wish to buy and you can make an offer, you know, and trying to convince the, the actual owner to, to sell it over to you. Uh, you can also find it in some other marketplaces of our partners. But of course, as you can imagine, our has more uh, details because, of course, are more connected within the game. So every time we also do add a new game mechanics, it will be reflected also in our marketplace. So you have more interactions. But aside from that, so aside from just go and directly buy one, uh, there are other couple of ways, which is once is the monthly treasure hunt that we run. So the treasure hunt is like... Um, Pokemon Go kind of experience where players uh, through their smartphone, they can go around their town and they un they can hunt for Cryptomon eggs like in Pokemon, like in Pokemon Go. Uh, we do this on a monthly basis every uh, full moon. And the reason why we do this is kind of there is entire reason from a lore perspective and also from the fact that we want to keep, you know, giving out eggs uh, to, to new players. And uh, the last one, it will be through staking. So players can stake their Kmon coin earn uh, candies and uh, those candies can be seen as a lottery ticket they can play on a weekly lottery and they got lucky they have a 10 percent chance of uh, of winning like um a crypto money and For the... i would like to yeah. add that uh, in addition to the marketplace of course we have our own marketplace with on the decentralized on chain where you can buy the crypto months but if you're a centralized trader and you're trading and buying on uh, centralized exchanges you can buy our eggs also on a crypto.com NFT marketplace and also on Binance NFT marketplace. Now, when you buy them there, you will get them at the first life stage of the crypto mine. You will basically buy an egg. Now, when you buy an egg, you need to withdraw it to your wallet and then to claim your egg and hatch it in our game. So you can buy it on our marketplace, one of our partners marketplace where you can find all of them on our website. And of course, on centralized marketplaces on crypto.com and Binance. How do you get involved in the treasure hunt? Do you need like an app or something or, or how does that work? Well, currently is uh, actually is a web app. So you just need, uh, you know, your Chrome browser or Safari. Uh, at the end of the day, you need a smartphone. Um, and every month is happening. So the best things to do is to uh, join our, our Telegram group. Uh, because before every full moon, we run a whitelisting campaign, allow any NFT holder to whitelist for the treasure hunt and also receiving invites to share with other players. So if you want to participate in the treasure hunt, either you have bought an NFT or you get an invite code from another uh, from another NFT owners. And um, this whitelisting campaign lasts for the first for the week before. And then on the first uh, day of the full moon, uh, the treasure hunt open and you have three days to go out and uh, hunt. Is there a breeding functionality built in as well, similar to what crypto kitties used to do back in the day where you can yeah, kind of like right. create unique versions of a, a crypto mon? 
Yeah, correct. There is a every every cryptomon. Let's say every cryptomon has a five stage. Uh, let's say in their lifespan, from an egg to a baby to junior to adult and to old. Uh, as a baby, of course, they can't breed. Um, but as soon as they become junior and uh, they can start breeding, and the amount of breed they can do is depend on the, for example, on their constitution uh, and speed parameter. So as I said, all the different DNA is actually implies how much time, for example, they can breed from nine to three, actually. And um, so, yes, the, you need a male, you need a female. Uh, the way it works is that uh, there are two ways. Either you can breed between yours, and then in that case, you only need to pay the breeding tax, which starts from $75, and it, it grows breed after breed. Or you can go again on the marketplace and you can search for other cryptomon which are listed up for breeding and you can breed with them. But in that case, you not need only to pay the breeding tax. You might need probably to pay also the actual owner of the female or the male that you are breeding with. Okay. It feels like so long ago. I remember with CryptoKitties, they were doing this functionality and the original Genesis CryptoKitties usually were the most valuable or had the best traits. Um, and then as they bred, they kind of went down in value. Um, <laughs> is it very similar in that aspect or is it uh, made or to function so that when they breed, they have additional value or they gain certain attributes um, and get more valuable over time? Have you guys thought about no, that? Actually, no. actually not. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, let's say that the value. So for us, the fact that our, it seems it could be seems weird for a crypto NFT game. Uh, what I'm gonna say, but it's actually what every crypto NFT game should should have, should say. For mm -hmm. us, the fact they are NFT and leveraging the all part of the NFT is not that crucial. So it's more interesting from the game point of view and mechanics. So actually, um, you the thing is you have two DNA and then you can find what's the best way to obtain the best offspring, but from a gameplay perspective. Okay, so it doesn't mean that. Uh, the breed between two, it will be better than the first two. Or it could be worse, or it could be better. Of course, there are people right now in our community, uh, which are, our community counts already like 300,000 people. And uh, there are people that kind of, you know, did a lot of math and they have like their own formulas to understand how they can breed, uh, you know, trying to get always a very good offspring uh, outside of um, two parents. Uh, regarding the generation, for us at the end of the day, generation, of course, it gives uh, there is a, some part of rarity on it. Uh, but at the end of the day, the real utility of the generation in our case is that very low generation have a very low uh, mutation probability during breeding. So meaning that if I do breed like my Gen 10, which is super strong, uh, and I'm going to breeding with a Gen 0, for example, Gen zero has no mutation. It means that the breed I'm going to do is really predictable. I can just do the math and see what I'm going to get out of it, you know. But in the case I'm going to breed my very strong Gen 10 with a very, even with a very strong Gen 20, you know, it might turns out due to the high mutation, because both have very high generation, uh, it might turns out that the offspring is a very shittiest cryptom on earth because mutation getting in place and most of the time mutation is actually negative is not positive so this is how uh, generation implies you know and, and inter in, uh, in the inside of the gameplay yeah i feel like you can really geek out on the math I, i'm definitely one of those people if you guys play the original pokemon games um yeah like 
ruby, sapphire, emerald, um, red. I started, I started, when I started with Pokemon. I started with Pokemon Yellow, uh, and I always said that Pokemon Yellow it has been my Pokemon for me, and Pokemon Yellow has been my first big disappointment in life as a kid, because I was eight years old kid when I was capable to finish the Pokedex with 150 Pokemon in Pokemon Yellow with no cheats. So uh, if if you are 30, you know what I mean. I mean, with the old-fashioned mm -hmm. Game Boy that you need to do with the cable every time you went in holidays, find someone to change Pokemon and so mm -hmm. on. Um, I was capable to finish the Pokedex, and I remember that I was so excited. I was super happy, like two years of my life as a kid, you know, spent on that fucking game. And then I went Professor Oak, you know, very proud and say, okay, let's see, finally I accomplished, you know, I fully completed the game. Let's see what's going to happen. And the only thing I got was a well done. So I was so pissed. It was so dissatisfying. I understand. My, my favorite one was Emerald because of the level of functionality that they threw into those Pokemon games was off the charts, um, including the migration methods, being able to get Pokemon across the world in different yeah. languages with different attributes. And then the breeding process was ridiculous. Um, you could spend hours upon hours, you know, analyzing the math to figure out how to breed two Pokemon and get something super ridiculously powerful. Um, that, yeah, that, that aspect is so much fun. I, I think, especially if you're into that kind of functionality, um, I'm glad you guys have that in Cryptomon because it just gives it that extra perk. It gives people a reason to really, dive into the details yeah exactly i mean brennan at the end of the day uh we always uh we always ask to call us uh actually a gaming company and not a crypto mm -hmm. project uh the fact that we are using nft and tokens and blockchain shouldn't define us as a crypto company we are building a game and the, and we're using nft and blockchain as a tech to enable new mechanics but would you call, like, I don't know, a company that use uh, Unity 3D to create a, whatever the video game, you will call them a 3D game, a uh, 3D company? No, you call them a gaming a gaming company that are using a tech stack to create their things. Or Facebook, which is using a, their own fork of PHP. They, you don't call Facebook a PHP company, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. You call them a social network company, a content media publishing company. And, uh, and that's with us. I mean, we've always been... In the space, since we started, we always had one thing in our head. We want to build a game. I wanted to build the Pokemon game uh, that I was playing when I was a kid. Uh, the thing is right now, when we were kids, I guess you can relate to this. You know, you were really living the Pokemon world. I mean, I remember when I was playing and it was that small character going around. I was feeling that I was, I was really him, you know, and I was really connected with my Pokemon, really cared about him. Um but that did things for us, people like us, which are 25, 30, it's not there anymore. Uh, we grew up, uh, we, are, we are searching, we are seeking for more complex mechanics, more complex storylines, and so on. And at the end of the day, also the entire crypto, uh, sorry, the entire Pokemon world is just, of course, a game fake world that doesn't exist, doesn't have any impact in our daily life, you know. But for us, using the NFT and the blockchain actually allows us to make it some sort of real. Because now you have your, imagine that you are the only one in the world that have a Charizard, you know, and your Charizard is unique. And then you can use the Charizard to participate in tournaments where you can win money, real money, you know. And, uh, and this is something that, of course, you can't do, you know, it's not really easy to do inside of Pokemon. And also because it's centralized, you don't really own your own assets. 
you know, and all that kind of stuff. So the ambition that we have with Cryptomon is we are no, we're not here to reinvent the wheel, so to say. Uh, there are Pokemon mechanics that have been worked for the last 30 years. Tamagotchi mechanics that have been worked for the last 30 years. Poker Star mechanics have been worked for the last 10 years. Uh, why we should create them new, you know? Why we should change them? Let's just take them and adapt them to the 2022, adapt them to our target population, which is people between 25, 35 years old and not 11 years old kids. And uh, and then adding the fact that we're using NFT and blockchain to, to make it real, to make it that it's actually you have a real value out of the gameplay that you play so that you can you can start participating in tournament. And if you're good, you can win good money. But if you're bad, you can actually lose a lot of money. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a real game. Unfortunately, you can't have a Pikachu today uh, in real life. But at least with this, we can simulate finally for real the Pokemon world and the economy and society. I love it. Um, when are you guys looking to roll out the, and I think you mentioned it already, the battle functionality and then also like tournaments and um, different kinds of contests and stuff where people can compete? So uh, the, um, the the battle mechanics actually is under alpha testing right now with the so-called practice mode, and uh, we're aiming to release it by the end of the at the end of the month. So technically speaking, it should go live as a beta, but open to everyone uh, by the next somewhere next week, um, uh, which is the practice mode. So players can you know it's a free gameplay, so you can play and uh, you can earn training tickets. You will not get any damage to your Cryptomon, that kind of stuff. While by the uh, mid-end of July, we will release the single-player campaign. So finally, player will be capable to actually also live in throughout and experience the Cryptomon story throughout different story challenges and earn uh, uh, coin also if you are there, if they're good and uh, complete, of course, the, the different chains and the different quests. I mean, at the end of the day, also crypto money is not that easy to make money out of it. It's not like Axe Infinity from uh, from a play-to-earn perspective. Mm -hmm. You really need to work your ass off, so to say. You know, you really need to play the game. You really need to have a strategy. It's not like a game that you come in, you grind, came on, and you leave. You know, you need you really need to play. You might need to invest some money also, and so on. And then the PvP, so the tournaments. We will start with the PvP with a simple friends battle of friends uh, by the end of the summer. And we are aiming for having the first tournaments uh, somewhere in November, end of December. Um, and this is going to be probably it's to me is what I'm waiting for the most. You know, the 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 Cryptomon turn uh, the Cryptomon tournaments with the Poker Stars kind of structure. I think is going to be awesome. Yeah, if you're interested in maybe debuting one of those uh, tournaments, we have some conferences we're putting on here in Colombia um, that are looking for gaming tournaments to be held that are also you know kind of covering the web 3 and blockchain space might be interesting um i can put you in touch with them absolutely tomer i think uh, what do you think i think it can be awesome for us 100 let's get it done cool cool um a couple more questions uh one on your incentivization model you said it's really difficult uh you want people to work for it uh not be something that's easy where they can just make quick cash but you know really invest themselves into the game um, is it a play-to-earn model, or how does it work exactly? Well, we call it a play-and-earn. Uh, Tomer, I will give you the incipit. Then, uh, of course, also with your experience, you can uh, you can expand. We call it. We, since we started, we call ourselves play-and-earn. Uh, I think it's clear right now that how much we are focused on the game, on the gameplay. And it's funny how uh, during the last year, 
you know, if you look at the crypto market, whatever, and the crypto web three, it looks like games have doesn't have the the duty or the jobs to make people have fun. In the last year, all the games should have made people make money, you know, which doesn't make any sense. Games are meant to let people have great time, fun, enjoy challenges, emotional rewards. This is where games are. People in the last, since gameplay, since game existed, people spent hours, time, effort, energy to get fun out of it, not to get money. And the money part, it shouldn't be the main reason why people are playing video games. The money part, it should be the last reason of it. And so that's the reason why we call ourselves a play and earn game, because we want the player, first of all, to join the game for a gameplay perspective, because they really want to play. I mean, if there's no, uh, let's say, uh, earn part, I will still want people to be capable to enjoy the gameplay and play, you know? And that's something that using the word to earn, play to earn, it means that actually players are playing for earning money and it's not the reason why gameplay games exist. You know, game exists for another reason. And um, and so our model, it works in this way. So uh, our rewards, for example, are dynamics. Uh, so how does it work is that um, we have kind of a prize pool every week I'll just make you an example with the Tamagotchi. Uh, right now we have the so-called the Tamagotchi quest. So every week uh, you get some uh, quest chain of 10 quests, okay? Which are like, keep your Cryptomon healthy, crypto, uh, give your Cryptomon like his favorite food five times, something like that, you know, very simple quests. Sometimes are also quite harder. And um, if you complete those quests, you can get in-game items, you know, like uh, food or stuff that allows you to progress also during the quest chain. Uh, but we do pay out Kmon coin only in quest five and in quest 10, okay? So if you check quest five, you get a small portion of Kmon coin. If you get quest 10, you're gonna get a bigger portion. But how much is that amount of Kmon coin? It depends. It depends on how much money we made, you know, in the week before by selling food, loot boxes, uh, secondary market fees, and so on. So we are not, actually we do revenue sharing. That's what we do. So our model works in this way. So at the end of the day, if tomorrow we're gonna make a million dollar revenues in, in a week, okay? And uh, we are just gonna have 10 players completing the quest. Since we're gonna, let's say that we give out like 50% of we do a 50-50 revenue share, those 10 players will get 50K each, okay? But if the, the day after, the week after, we make it, we made also only like, we made no money because something happened. People got you know a bug. People got a free items and so on. Then there's no money for anybody, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a revenue sharing mechanics and it's a sustainable mechanics because in this way, our economy is not get kept mm, keep diluting itself because the money that we give out are actually money that we got in. You know, we are not keep minting or printing or generating money from thin air. Uh, but again, to get to those, to get to the quest 10, man, you really need to participate in all the treasure hunt, collect all the boxes, pile up your items, maybe buy some boxes when there are the discounts so you can use them later on. I mean, you really need to invest your time. Um, Tom, I don't know if you want to add, especially from a, from a market perspective, how this happened, how this works. Yeah. So as Umberto said, uh, the play play to earn is basically uh, you, you play to work, right? So you work to earn. You work in the game. You don't play the game. 
that's why we're saying play and earn because that's what we're aiming to achieve now play to earn basically is a ponzi scheme um you can't you can't you cannot provide so much for uh, so many once the game succeeds right so basically you're creating an economy will just people will come out to the game to grind out tokens and they will continue dumping them to the market all the time in order to play to earn because they're coming to earn money imagine play to earn like a gold mine where the where the company itself is the one selling the shovels licenses to mine uh, gold and gear to go to the to the mine now what happens when you run out of gold that's basically play to earn that's how it works when you say play and earn you basically uh manage the game like you manage a country so you have a country the more you have a country and the more citizens you have in the country the more taxes uh they pay and the more services they uh they consume <laughs> the more services and taxes that they pay back to the country the more money the country gets to grow itself and to be able to pay more salaries to more people that's basically how a play and earn uh mechanic works um so we're definitely uh planned uh cryptomon to be uh, a sustainable project that uh of course before uh before thinking about anything else we need to think also about uh about what happens to our investors that are holding Cayman. if we keep you know if, if it's a play to earn company basically we know that we're risking uh we're risking their uh their uh, their funds because we're going to uh flood the market with Cayman soon sooner than later so that in mind uh, brought us all to uh, design the play and earn mechanics we have today. I, I agree. I think having a strong in-game economy is really important if you want to build a long-standing game that's going to last throughout the years and isn't just going to be popular for a little bit and then you know get dumped by everybody. Happens yeah. all the time in the space. I, I totally get it. Um, is Kmon the official in-world currency, or do you have an in-world currency? Yeah, correct. Kmon is the official uh, currency. Right now, we're using the Kmon coin as both as a governance and a utility token. And uh, everything you do inside of the game is has to be paid in, in Kmon. But going back to the fact, again, going back to the having a sustainable economy, uh, for example, if you look at our um, the cost of a loot box, all, of the, all the price that we have from the tax of breeding, cost of loot boxes, everything is actually pegged to dollar so it means that regardless the value of the Cayman coin you're always gonna pay the same amount of dollar you know so um uh let's say a bronze loot box will always cost 150 one dollar and fifty a golden loot box was always costing 1999 uh, the breeding tax will always be 75 dollar whatever the value of the Cayman coin because in this way First of all, it's easier for us to manage the economy because we know we pack to dollar. But second one is going to be uh, more pressure also for for players because they know exactly you know how much they're going to to spend or how much they're going to earn, whatever the amount of came on coin that uh, whatever the volatility of the of the token itself. So again, at the end, everything we've done is if you look 
if you play a video games, if you play even any mobile games, I mean, we haven't we haven't done anything new. I mean, uh, all the games, all the games ever in currency, ever get in-game currency, every game. It could be the the coin, gems, points, call it as you wish. They all work as an in-game currency. You know that that you can use it to do something. Okay. The problem with normal gaming, and that's why we all believe that blockchain gaming is probably the biggest evolution of gaming since a lot of years, is that all those coins are are worthless outside that game itself. You know, if you have a FIFA point for your master, you know, uh, coach career, yeah, nice, beautiful, you know, spend hours, hours, have plenty of money there, blah, 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 or for your foot, whatever. What do you do with them if you stop playing? Nothing. You know, you're just giving in your teeth. Uh, so what we have done is instead of using, you know, fake in-game uh, items and in-game coins, we are using a crypto token. But the entire economy model, how those things are working, is no new than any other games that have been built since the last 20 years. So again, at the end, we are building a game, and building a game is a, is a science. I mean, there is practices. There is, uh, it takes time. There are uh, best practice, things you should do, things you should not do. Economy model, different economy model already been validated through uh, through the ages, I will say. Um, the, the innovation that we bring in the gaming industry is the fact that we are adding this layer, we are using this technology. But aside from that, it's, it's nothing new. So it's very more stable because all of the games are stable. All the game can decrush economy, even though you are not... Uh, you're not making money or dumping the tokens, whatever, he has a stable economy. Because otherwise, people wouldn't be incentivized to keep playing. And uh, Candy Crush owner, which is now Activision, would have, he will not make all the billions of revenues that he made through, through Candy Crush. And the same works for Epic and Fortnite. You know, They're making a billion dollars a year with Fortnite. Uh, and there is Fortnite coins that, that you can use. You can buy the things and blah, blah, blah. And the economy is working. The economy is sustainable. The economy is stable. Uh, because if it wasn't, Epic wouldn't it wouldn't make a billion dollars uh, a year out of it. Absolutely. It makes sense uh, the way you guys are taking it and the way you're structuring this. Um, I think I, I'm absolutely certain this is going to be very very successful for you guys very excited i'm going to do it too i'm i want to get a cryptomon now um i'm having nostalgia thinking about pokemon already and um so i'm gonna jump on that pretty soon uh anyways let's throw in a couple ctas while we're at it where can people go uh if they want to start learning about this and participating and getting a cryptomon and being a part of it should they just go to the website you have community best place would be to join our community on telegram of course you start with our website cryptomon.co it's not .co. Um, that's the best place to start and then from there join one of our communities we have some of the most warming welcoming communities on earth from all projects we have a huge community we're managing communities in uh, almost uh, 20 languages we have 18 communities so oh, wow. Yeah, everybody can find themselves. Uh, Chinese, Italian, Dutch, German, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Japanese, whatever. We have it. Um, so start with the website and then join to one of our communities. You can also join Discord, wherever you feel comfortable. Discord, uh, Twitter preferred, uh, Discord and Telegram preferred. 
Uh, feel free to ask questions. Community will answer. Very welcoming, 24-7. Um, start there before you're jumping, uh, jumping to decide which crypto money you want. And if you already know uh, what you're looking for, you can just jump from our website straight to the marketplace and change the parameters and search for whatever you want in our marketplace. There are many for sale. Umberto? Uh, well, as a CMO, you're doing your job well, so I would say, okay. Good. Then, what, I will keep my job. then I get to keep my job. Another day. <laughs> what about you guys? Can people find you guys online? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can find especially both uh, me and Tomer. You can find ourselves. We are very active on a daily basis on uh, on all the communities, especially on the Telegram International one. So if you jump in, you will find me or Tomer joking also and sharing. We are very, as Tomer said, we are very active, and because uh, we decided instead of instead of let's say building the entire game uh, for five years and you know and then just dropping things. We have decided to actually uh, start dropping things since the beginning, you know, release a lot of mockups and sharing a lot of feedback and collecting a lot of feedback from the community, having a lot of co-creation process with them. And this means that indeed we are very active there. So you can find us there or you can also find us on uh, on Twitter. You can find myself on Twitter as uh, my handle is uh, at Umberto Canessa. I don't know, Crypto Shimp. I don't know which Tomer, what's yours? Crypto, it's Crypto Shmipto with the zeros instead crypto of Crypto Shmipto. I like that crypto one. Shmipto. Uh, but yeah, the best way, again, if you start from the website, as Tomer said, and then you can, you know, it's kind of your portal to the entire crypto world. And then it's up to you to decide where you want to go first. You want to go first to searching for our social media. If you want to go first in the Telegram, Discord, or straight to the marketplace. Be our guest. Feel free to to go wherever you want to go. Yeah, as awesome. Umberto said, we are there. Like we are part of the community. Like we're there. Just tag us, ask us. We're there. We're living this twenty four seven. It's not like we're a very distant place of the management of the people that create. And we're there. We're part of the community. We're talking to them there twenty four seven. That's awesome. That, that's so important too to have the creators, you know, people that involved in running the show, a part of the community, and really engaging. So it's awesome to see. Um, now talking to the audience, uh, go follow these guys. Go check out Cryptomon. Make sure to like the video and subscribe. Um, there's more every single week for you guys. Um, Tomer, Umberto, thank you so much for coming on. Fantastic episode. Um, stay on for just a second. Would love to chat for you, uh, chat with you guys about a couple things. Um, other than that. Um, take care have a great week um, and let's do it again in the future sure thank, thank you for having us amazing. ciao everybody bye guys